Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question. The format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we get through a handful of them. Uh, And then we just give our honest reactions on them. We are not tastemakers. We're not critics. Uh, we're not reviewers, really. We just talk about what we hear, whether we like it or dislike it. But ultimately, the goal is to just put new music in your ear and encourage you to go out and support it in whatever way you see fit, whether that's uh, purchasing purchasing physical items from the band, 7 inches, LPs, T-shirts, going to see the band when that becomes a possibility again, whatever. Even if it's something that we don't like, if you dig it, engage with it, uh, engage with the, uh, the scene that is going on around you. That's really the only goal of the show. Uh, so up top this week, I have a couple corrections from last week. Uh, so first of all, we got we got an email. I, I just had a brain fart last week, um, and I mixed up PCP and the Knives with the Touchheads. Um, not their music, but like I thought that PCP and the Knives had broken up, but it wasn't PCP and the Knives. They are still a band. Uh, the Touchheads are the band that broke up. We got both of them, I think, maybe on the same episode, like very early on in the podcast. And when I was talking about them, they just got mixed up in my brain. So uh, correction on that, PCP and the Knives, still a band. Touchheads, unfortunately, no longer a band. So, and then the other- so wait, 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 wait a second. Did you come to the conclusion that you um, confused them with the Touchheads or did someone else give you a wild guess? No, somebody somebody else actually did. Uh, Jeremy, who sent in the new PCP and the Knives, emailed me and was like, yo, hate to be that guy, but I think you were confusing the Touchheads with uh, PCP and the Knives. And I was like, indeed I was, yeah. How, how would he know? What sort of prescience does Jeremy have? I, I don't... He's just he's just tuned in, man. He just knows what's up. That's pretty... Jer- that's pretty uh, I, don't, I don't know. That seems... Uh... I don't know. That's that's a little spooky there. That's that's <laughs> that's some uh, high, high strangeness, if you ask me. <laughs> I think it was just because he has been listening to the show for a while, and like he knew that the Touchheads broke up, and he knew that we enjoyed both PCP and the Touchheads, and like I don't know. I guess he just pieced it together. He's well, the Touchheads are from Massachusetts as well, right? Yes, I don't they're, know all, they're, they're both from, from the same. They're from the, they're they're both from the same general area. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that that's probably it. But whatever. And he, and he is also from Boston, so Jeremy yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, so, but yeah, veritable Sherlock Holmes of hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I wanted to, uh, I guess, just amend and uh, shout out, it was Chad Leaf, I mentioned, was a new patron, and that Chad was in a band whose name constantly escapes me when I go to recall it, even though they've played in my house, even though I enjoyed their set, even though I'm on good terms with several members of the band. The band is Modern Color. We had them on the show a few months ago. We listened to a track off of their new LP, which neither of us really cared for. But uh, if sort of highly polished, melodic, post-hardcore stuff is your lane, they're a very good band. They're really good at what they do. They're a good live act. But for whatever reason, anytime I try to remember who the fuck they are, I just can't remember their name. I don't know why it is. It's just in some recessed part of my brain that I can't access at will. I remembered it probably 10 minutes after we shut off the, shut off, uh, like turned off, stopped recording for the episode. So sorry, Chad, that I once again forgot your band name as I have at least two other times on this podcast. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, so that was really all I wanted to address this week. Uh, up top, there's you know, life is remains uneventful. I'm still just doing the same old shit. I have been watching Buffy all day and packing up uh, t-shirt orders. So if you ordered a t-shirt, it will be finally going out to you this week, along with some extra goodies for some of our patrons. Um, it just, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've honed in on the fact that I think that the worst part about like a typical workplace is that they don't let you watch TV while you're doing it. Cause I'm going to say I have been massively productive today. I like packed up, over 30 orders. I got a playlist made, edited, uploaded to the Patreon. Um, I've got, I got some writing done. I got a bunch of shit done and I was watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer the entire time that I was doing it. I was able to take in the plot lines of the show and complete my tasks in a timely manner. I really think that the main pitfall of traditional employment is that they don't let you watch, uh, watch TV there. Yeah, but you've watched Buffy a bunch now, so it's not like you need to actually like pay attention to know what's happening in each episode. That's a fair point for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, I actually feel a little bit of re- resentment that I'm currently having to interrupt my Buffy, Buffy watching spree to uh, record this podcast, but it's, you know, it's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. What a shame, huh? Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What's uh, any, anything been popping off this week? No, not really. I will say, um, you know, Outside of the show, I've been checking out some new stuff, and I thought maybe I'd, I'd mention a couple things because, you know, I'm not going to wait for them to maybe show up on our list or whatever. Yeah, for um, sure. So some good shit that I've been checking out, and I don't know if you've been checking out anything new other than what comes up on the show weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, check out uh, Odor Eater from Chicago, I believe. No, okay, I've not heard Washington. that. Okay. It's more of that, like... It's more of that like worship, that 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 synth minimalist worship of um, an era that didn't exist in the 80s and 90s. Right. You know what I mean? In much the same way that like that 70s show um, depicts the 70s. Um, right. You know, but it's it's really good. It's uh, it's very dry and sarcastic, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's their their demo is really good. Um, there's a band out of Chicago called Die. OK. Uh, that. Uh, has like a five song demo that I, that I picked up. That's pretty sick. It sounds like to me, it sounds like gag with like the singer from ceremony circa like Ronert park. Okay. That's, that sounds, that sounds cool. Yeah. So puts like Ronert park and like, you know, the new gag together and that's what die sounds like to me. Okay. Um, so I was into that. There's this, uh, creepy idiot from New York. He looked, I don't know if it's a picture of him, on the demo, but he he looks like a bucktooth idiot. He looks like okay. uh, he looks like um, a hillbilly Nosferatu. Okay. Um, this this project called Grimyard. That's, okay. It's, he he put out a demo and it's like twelve tapes, mm-hmm. and there's eight left, and it came out like in September or October. Yeah. Um. So this is virtually unknown that I just stumbled upon, and it sounds it's like catchy oi. Okay. Like really dirty, catchy oil with a creepy sort of edge. Hmm. And it sounds like um, a bath is singing for them. That sounds sick, honestly. It is pretty sick. It's only four songs and like one of them is an instrumental. But uh, it's it's pretty sick. So I, I okay. got to give props to that too. Hell yeah. And uh, last, check out Pedigree from Belgium. Uh, I stumbled upon these guys. They're in the vein of... Uh, 
like um, Uranium Club. Mm-hmm. Um, a little darker. So maybe like Uranium Club and like, you know, the first DILP. Okay. Um, somewhere in between there, but closer on that spectrum to Uranium Club, but pretty good. And they've got a really good aesthetic. The artwork on the new EP is really dope. So, um, yeah, I picked that up as well. Sick. I haven't actually heard any of that stuff, so I'll probably check it all out. I haven't been I haven't been checking out anything new this last week. I have been listening to you know a fair amount of stuff that has come out in 2020 that we haven't talked about on the show. Some of it is stuff that everybody already is in consensus on that it is sick, like the new bib, um, deluxe, great fucking LP, definitely one of my favorites of this year. Um, the uh, the newest laughing gas LP, it's a beautiful day in the Gulch. I've been listening to that a bunch. Um, excellent, excellent, just old school hardcore from Bloomington, Indiana. Um, I've been listening to, I don't know if I big up this on the podcast, uh, sweeping promises, hunger for a way out. It's one yeah, of my I think favorite we both records. talked about that. That's really good. Um, yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite records from this year for sure. Um, so I've definitely been listening to a handful of dope things. Uh, nothing that I've checked out a new, I've been listening to the newest GT seven inch on constant repeat atomic. Oh, guess um, who got, guess who got a copy of that? Oh, you got a copy of it. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Steve managed to pick up some and, uh, he forwarded one on to me. That is very fucking dope. Yeah. I've been listening to that on literal constant repeat. So one thing that I did listen to that was something that we heard on the podcast that I was really stoked about. And then I listened to the LP and I was less stoked about it was the uh, newest gen pop LP PPM 66. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we listened to, I think the first track on it, bell book mm-hmm. candle. And I was really, really into it. And I got to say like, I listened to the whole record a couple times through um, just because I didn't, you know, I didn't trust my intuition on it upon the first listen just because I expected to like it so much more based on that first track that I heard. But I think my intuition was correct. It just it, it didn't it didn't quite ever reach the heights of that first that first track for me again throughout the course of the record. And it's not a bad record by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's, it's pretty good, but I guess just in the sea of bands that are doing similar things, it didn't really, it didn't really stand out um, and hold up to repeated listens. Unfortunately, I was kind of like, I was really looking forward to checking out that whole LP after I heard that track and uh, upon doing so, yeah, sadly a, a little bit let down by it. It's not bad. So I don't want to discourage anybody from checking it out. If you heard the, if you heard the single uh, that we listened to, I don't know, five episodes ago or so, um, and you dug it, definitely check out the rest of the LP. It's not bad by any stretch. Uh, but yeah, it just, it just didn't, uh, didn't capture me the way that the, uh, the first track did, unfortunately. Yeah. I actually just literally listened to that record. I finished like half an hour ago. Um, How'd you feel about it? I like it. It's not, you're right. It does diverge from what that, that track that we listened to set you up for, but I like it well enough that I, I, I ordered it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had it for a couple weeks now. So, I mean, I listened to it shortly after we listened to it the first time. I was like, yeah, this is pretty dope. So I ordered it and it came in when it released. And uh, yeah. yeah, I like it well enough. I just got done listening to it. Yeah, if I saw it, if I saw it in a record store and the price was right, I would probably pick it up. But uh, yeah, I thought it was going to eke its way into like my my uh, favorites of the year, and it didn't quite didn't quite make it there, unfortunately. 
Um, so yeah, I've been listening to some, definitely some contemporary releases, but I haven't checked out anything that's new to me this last week. I might, uh, might make it a point to do so this coming week. I I'm out and about a whole lot, uh, for work and I don't have the internet on my phone when I'm not at home right now. So I've been having to strategically plan what I want to listen to in the car ahead of time because my CD player also doesn't work and just download it, uh, off of Spotify, like in advance so that I can listen to it on my trips. Yeah. Um, you gotta, so you, you gotta do it the old way. Well, it's the, it's somewhere between the old way and the new way. It's yeah. the old way in the sense that like, uh, maybe the mid aughts were when you had to make playlists or like figure out what you wanted to put on your MP3 player before a road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as I was telling you off air before we started, um, my mom's been bugging me about getting a new phone uh, because for anybody not in the know, my phone that I got to replace the last phone that I got that broke is not actually compatible with Verizon's network, either, even though it's unlocked. Um, so I can make and receive calls, but I can't send or receive text messages at all, and my mobile data doesn't work. And uh, the amount of liberation that I felt about not being able to be reached throughout the day is really dope. And uh, all the people I want to hear from still know how to get a hold of me. So it's uh, no skin off my back whatsoever. And it's been really nice to be completely liberated from the shackles of being constantly reachable by the entire world. I can just go out and spend eight hours out, out working and never hear from anyone. And it's yeah, really fucking sick. The man still knows where you are at all times. I don't know. My GPS doesn't, my GPS, uh, functioning doesn't work either. Doesn't work for you. <laughs> oh, okay. But they can still access it uh, via the government satellites. I guarantee you. Yes. <laughs> That's, yeah. You're probably not wrong. Um, all right. So you want to, you want to jump into music? Yeah, let's go. Let's go for it. We have a list this week that, that looks like kind of a, a healthy mix of what looks to be pretty cool shit and like very suspect bullshit. So I'm hoping that we get like a healthy mix of both. Okay. So the first thing that we have up in the queue is a band name who I have no ch chance of being able to pronounce. This was sent in by John from the path who, as I've mentioned in previous episodes is consistently sending in international stuff every week. This band is from Slovenia, and yeah. their name is Smedja in Smetka. Yeah, Smedja in Smetka. I'm looking at that. Yeah, and the release is uh, Smeče da sa reče. Uh, I have no idea how close I'm getting to the pronunciation <laughs> probably, of that. Probably not at all because, you know, those Eastern Europeans have a lot of, like, kissy face sounds they like, do whoosh, 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 whoosh. <laughs> yes they do have a lot of kissy face sounds and my family's romanian and romania romanians speak uh the only romance language in eastern europe that's basically just like uh it's it's just a slightly um it's like it's just italian with a little balkan flair in it so yeah so i got I, i'm totally out of luck on pronunciation with this shit but uh it looks it looks cool for sure um, then we have got Stimulant with Sensory Deprivation. This was sent in by John Fett. It features two of the members of Water Torture, and I think they're just doing a, uh, a two-piece thing. Water Torture might have actually just been a two-piece project, um, yeah, and I, I think, think this so. one is as well. Um, I think he intoned that this is definitely in the same vein as Water Torture, so um, I guess if we land on it, we'll see. I always enjoy Wait. Water Torture. <laughs> Hold on. Is it the two guys from Water Torture doing something that sounds like Water Torture? 
here, but it's a different thing. <laughs> it, it very well might be. I mean, you know how it is in the grind scene, right? <laughs> There's always a new band that sounds like the last one. Yeah, but like, come on, what the fuck? I mean, maybe it doesn't. Who maybe more, maybe they play different instruments. Yeah, for sure. Maybe they switched. Yeah. Um. That's that's also like a that's a that's a classic move in grind scenes. Is you, you have the exact same band three different times with members playing different instruments. Yeah. Actually, that was I saw years ago. I went to see Arismenda and Valon, who and Blue Hummingbird on the left, who are all part of like this specific scene of like native black metal bands. Yeah, and uh, it turns out that all of the members of all of those bands are the exact same, just switching instruments. And they were touring in a minivan with absolutely no gear, and I guess just showing up to each venue. And ask on the on the on the tour and just asking local bands to use their gear, but getting paid as if they were three different bands, which is so sick. <laughs> That's a big shout out and hats off to Aris Bendavalon and Blue Hummingbird on the left. Left, still one of the most baller moves I've ever seen. I remember like twenty years ago for what for some goddamn reason when Kid Rock was like showing up on The Simpsons and was like a big deal, you know? Yeah. Um, he was playing, there was some live set of his that was playing that I happened to catch. And maybe it was like a halftime show or some shit like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there was this extended bridge where he went and like picked up every instrument, like took the bass off the bass player and fucking, you know, tapped out a tasty lick and then went over to the drums and, you know, for 20 seconds and did like a little <laughs> drum solo and everybody was like, yeah. And really, you know, I was like, this guy can do more than rap. Look at him go. Look at that guy. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And there was like American flags everywhere. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking kicks ass. <laughs> uh, all right. So the next thing that we have in the, uh, in the queue this week is a band called friction. They are from uh, Toronto, Ontario, Ontario. I guess. <laughs> so, I was thinking about that when you were talking about your corrections. I'm glad you brought this up. You never pronounce Ontario correctly. Yeah, I say Ontario instead of Ontario every time. And another word that you never pronounce correctly is diminutive. I I don't say diminutive, right? No, you say diminutive. No, I don't think that's correct. Oh, I guarantee it. You you say diminutive quite a bit. (laughs) It's all shit. I I never knew about that before. Yeah, pay pay the fuck attention. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm now going to go through and listen to some old episodes and I'm catch you uh, catch you slipping on a fucking few things. So you're going to have to dig deep. My <laughs> is pristine. I don't know about all that. We'll see. Um so this band Friction it was sent in by Vince Guglielmi, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Oh. Um, what? No, okay. I know, but I was about to address that. So this was sent into the podcast when it still would have gotten in under the under the the allowance. Okay, um, it's only over by like a week. Right. Um, because if anybody is un- unversed, the uh, the rule is that everything has to be released within the last year. This is technically right over the limit, but it was sent in under the limit, and we're backed up on submissions. So I figured I'd give a little allowance on this. I, um, I, I feel like I've heard this before, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because their logo is, you know, kind of standard issue for certain things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, this looks familiar. Vince described it as, you know, New York hardcore inspired stuff, which by the looks of it, that definitely tracks. Mm. 
Uh, then we have got Combat with New Dimensions of Pain. This is a band from Denton, Texas. This was sent in by Tyler Hammer. He says it is death metal stuff in the vein of a lot of the uh, in the vein of what a lot of bands on the Maggot Stomp roster are doing, but in his opinion, is better. So we'll see. Okay. Then we have got The Materialistics with uh, a two-song single, Something in Between, and Two-Way Street. This is a band from New York. It was sent in by AJ. AJ described this as being New York hardcore folks doing kind of spacey, psychedelic garage rock stuff, which for me either usually really hits or really misses the mark. So. Wait, New York hardcore guys doing spacey garage rock, garage rock is a hit or miss for you or just spacey garage rock? Just No, just like hardcore people pivoting to garage rock in general, not specifically dudes from New York. Yeah, okay. Because, you know, now I'm just picturing like, you know, stigma <laughs> laying, laying down like a Hawkwind cover or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is something I would love to hear, honestly. And then next up, we have got Lenore Cult. This was sent in by Ken Perry. This is their COVID sessions release. Um, man, naming, naming releases after COVID is uh, a bad look in pretty much every instance. Um, this is a band from Indiana that I I believe I have heard previously and um, disliked profoundly, but maybe this is the one that breaks through maybe this is finally the release where i see lenore cult's vision and i vibe with it and i get on the bandwagon and i and i ride it to oh, the end. so you're familiar with this band i'm familiar with this band in just in passing i know that they are a northern indiana he, quote unquote heavy band that is not a hardcore band which is usually sort of this amorphous space that i do not venture into um okay. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this one hits. Then we have got a resubmission by Nick Torres, Home Invasion with their demo 2020. This is a newer Chicago, Illinois hardcore band. Uh, Well, they've been around for a couple years, but the demo is brand new. Uh, I think they were in the queue a couple uh, couple episodes ago and Nick plays in the band, but we didn't get around to it. Then we have got Bulletproof Backpack with Never Obey. This was sent in by Alex Simmons. So we mentioned a couple episodes ago, I was talking about uh, the label Youth Distribute, um, and I was talking about the the cat who runs that um, and talking about them just generally being very young people. Alex hollered at me after that episode and says said that he is indeed 14 years old, so even younger than I thought he was. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Yo, once again, just to reiterate, that kicks even more ass. A 14-year-old running a tape label is the coolest shit. Um, this is Alex's band. Uh, I Trevor Vaughn, who I've mentioned in the episode where I mentioned Youth Distribute, plays in The Rival Mob, Brother, a million other bands, uh, X-Files X. Trevor plays drums in this, and I think Alex, uh, Alex does vocals and guitar and everything else on this. So I'm kind of hoping that we land on this, just uh, even if we don't, I'm going to check it out. Then we have got Vengeful, Vengeful Spectre with their self-titled release. This was sent in by Nathan Raposa, who plays uh, plays drums in one of my favorite current bands, Moist Boy. Uh, this is a Chinese black metal band. He said that uh, we may not like the song lengths. They're, they, they do appear to be pretty standard issue black metal song lengths, uh, upwards of like six and seven minutes but he says that it's uh very capable black metal so i guess if we land on it we'll see the artwork has me uh second guessing that judgment because i really don't like it but it we'll looks see. it just looks like a screen cap from like dynasty warriors or something 
Yeah, it really does. It's it's not it's 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 super not doing it for me. But uh, I you know I'm not I'm not versed in the world of Chinese black metal, so maybe this kicks ass. And then last up, we have the band Not My Weekend. This was sent in by Ryan Smith. They have a new music video out for their song El Camino. I was told that uh, this features members of the band Moral Law, who we have had on the show either early this year or at some point last year, or like vegan straight edge hardcore stuff that I enjoyed. Um, this was described to me as, as pop punk. Um, I haven't checked into it, but you know, pop punk is a, is a label that, uh, there's a very narrow lane of bands that fall within that description that I enjoy. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not hopeful. Uh, but I guess if we land on it, we'll see. It's a, it's a music video too. So we'll get to, we'll get to see what they're all about. We, maybe we'll have a repeat of Jet Jaguar or maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. I kind of feel like I was just clicked on the link and saw the image for the video and this feels like a setup. I don't know. I, I don't, you know, maybe, but like I, it features members of a band that we've, that we've had on the show before. So who knows? Okay. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up first. All right. Four. Four is combat. This was something I was uh, probably going to check out whether or not we landed on it. So we got uh combat death metal.bandcamp.com is the URL. Combat is spelled with a K. The release is New Dimensions of Pain. And uh, holy cow, that first <laughs> the first song is very, very long. What's what are you laughing at? Just the picture, dude. I always I always, the first thing I do is there's a picture of the band. I always click on it because I have to know what they look like. The guy in the the guy in the the denim jacket to the left up front yes, looks yes, really out yes. of place, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like it looks like they're uh, you know, like, hey, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You think you're going in these woods? I don't think so, pal. I don't think you're going into these woods. This is combat's woods, man. I don't know who who told you it was cool to come here, but uh, you know, I think you better turn around if you get what's good for you. Yeah, he, he is definitely casting that sort of gaze by direction. Yeah, they all look. They they don't look. The the dude in the the dude in the middle in the back uh, looks um oddly stretchy. He looks like a school shooter. He does, and he looks weird and stretchy. Yeah. But they don't. And then Rutherford B. Hayes is back there with his lamb chops and his mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, they don't look scary. They look sassy. Yeah. They are. They are sassy woods deniers. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, they are. Um. So they they have the first song queued up to play, but it's twice the length of everything else on the fucking record. Yeah. I don't know if we should go with that or if we should skip to the second track, which seems to be more representative of the rest of the songs on this. So, yeah, like, what what do you think the reason is? Like that that's that's the one. They're like, yo, this is what we want you to hear. This is coming out the gate. It's at the top. It's what we load. Yeah, it stands out, except for the outro, and we know that the outro is bullshit because it's only a minute eight, and it's probably sure. just some bullshit, you know, instrumental stuff. Uh oh. Uh-oh, what do I see? When I look at the uh, pictures of the CD, I see a big old weed leaf. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is a big old weed leaf, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> what, you coming into these woods to smoke a little grass? I don't think so, pal. <laughs> well, maybe if you're coming into the woods to smoke a little grass, maybe, maybe, maybe then they will warm up to you a little bit. 
There's a weed leaf on the CD too. They want you to know twice. I know that they like weed. Yeah, they um, want you to know. In case you didn't notice it on the CD and you pick it up, oh, hold on just a minute there, Buster. You might not have noticed this before, but we like marijuana. That's right. Legalize, man. Legalize. <laughs> Legalize it. Okay, uh, we want to listen to the airy sounds of combat. Um, let's, let's, do you want to just listen to 50 Caliber's call? Yeah, let's just do it. Let's just, let's just, let's, we're in it to win it, man. Let's listen to all six minutes of this opening volley. So we're going to listen to 50 Calibers Call by Combat off of their EP, New Dimensions of Pain.
All right, we just heard the song 50 Calibers Call, which is the first track off of New Dimensions of Pain by the band Combat from Denton, Texas. Nate, how'd you feel about it? I really like that. I'm glad we went with that track. Um, that was a pretty dope track, and that didn't feel like six minutes to me. Um, it didn't lose my attention the entire time. Yeah. That was basically, um, in all aspects, a carbon copy of uh, the greatest British death metal band of all time, uh, Bolt Thrower. So, yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you, it's hard to like death metal and not like that. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, you know, I say carbon copy, I'd still rather listen to Bolt Thrower, right. but, um, you know, that'll do in a pinch for sure. And live, I bet you that's really dope live. Yeah, for sure. As long as they don't ever stay their wake, welcome and, and, uh, and keep it brief on stage for sure. I would agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, I got no, my only complaint about that is the aesthetic is all fucked up with the weed and like, uh, I'm not, a, the, the album art is well done, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's too cartoony and not grim enough for me. Um, I don't know. There's something about it. I don't like, but, uh, other than that, yeah, I really dug that. So I got no complaints about it. Yeah, I liked that for sure. I, I, I don't know. So you're right in the sense that in many ways it did feel like just basically a carbon copy of Bolt Thrower. I mean, the song structure was there. The, the riffs were there for sure. The song title, right? The song, the song title and the content of the song, you know, being about war and all that shit, right? The, yeah. Like, and I mean, even the, the album cover, like it's not in, it's, it's not to the level of those bolt thrower records, but like, I mean, it depicts, you know, two warring factions of weird aliens, right? Yeah. Um, well, they, yeah. Weird aliens. It, it looks like they have a little bit of like, I don't know, like uh, South American Indian, like Aztec or something like that influence yeah, yeah, yeah. in some of their headdress and stuff. For sure. Yep. Um, so, so, I mean, it's really clear who they're pulling from here and they're not trying to disguise it at all. And I think ultimately they do a pretty convincing job of it, but something about it just didn't, it just didn't quite, quite catch me. You're right in that it didn't feel like six minutes. I mean, all the parts felt necessary. The songwriting was good. Everything was there, but like, it just, it did not really move me. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the mood I'm in. Um, I, I've, I've actually, I don't know. I was just, I was listening to, I listened to Necroticism and Heartwork back to back yesterday. So I'm in a death metal headspace for sure. Um, I was listening to Pestilence a couple days ago, right? I'm, I'm, I'm here for the death metal stuff. Um, this just didn't quite capture my attention, uh, or get me feeling energetic in a way that I wish a bolt thrower, a clone would. And that might be on me. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. You made another mistake. Okay. He said pestilence. Okay. It's pestilence. <laughs> is this, this is going to be the, th- this is going to be a theme of this episode. I just, it just, it stuck out to me like a sore thumb. <laughs> well, I'm really glad. I'm, I'm glad that you paused my, uh, uh, you totally derailed my train of thought for that. Very minor nitpick. I'm really glad that you've up at the field house been wandering around in the woods all day just thinking about how you're going to cook up a little controversy on the episode tonight. You <laughs> decided to hey, nit- I, nitpick I, my diction and pronunciation. No, no, no. I, I, I never, I've never paid attention to the way. See, now, but now, see, I'm like looking for a pattern, right? 
What's the fucking pattern? I don't know, but now like now I've got like a search image. So, you know, when you said pestilence, it just stuck out like, oh my gosh, let's listen to that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the, the the difference is my new, you know what I mean? So I think I I think that what it might be missing as far as like, you know, from like a bolt thrower perspective, yeah, is there's a certain like grandeur to bolt thrower songs that can mm-hmm. come off sometimes a little corny. Yeah. And I think maybe that was missing in there a little bit. Um, yeah, maybe. Like, you know, if you think about like the song for victory, right? Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, and a lot of songs off for victory. Um, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was kind of missing, but man, I don't know. I really, I really dug this, this, this scratch an itch for me for sure. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you deliberately. It's just that, you know, you fucked up. So go ahead and finish your thought. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, for whatever reason, it just, uh, it, it just didn't capture my attention. Like, like I was saying, like, I wish that a, a bolt thrower clone would, um, but it was undeniably very good and it's good enough that I'm, I'm for sure going to listen to the rest of the, uh, the EP. Um, the, the quality, the fact that I can clearly recognize the quality of this and it's clearly pulling from a band that I enjoy a whole lot and uh, even make efforts to ape myself in certain projects tells me that it's definitely not them. It's probably me. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm going to spend some time with this, uh, with the entirety of this EP and see if it grows on me a little bit, because there's nothing here that I shouldn't like in theory. Um, and I didn't dislike that. It just, uh, it, it didn't get me as, as stoked as I wish that it would have. Um, yeah. The, yeah. That's that, that's all I got to say about it. This is this is clearly very very good. And if you like death metal in this vein, there's there's nothing to dislike about this. Yeah, I think that this might that out of the uh, maggot stomp bolt thrower stuff that we've heard. I think that this is the stuff that uh, I like the best. Yeah, and this and just and to be clear, this isn't on maggot stomp. Um, right, right, right. Ty, but Tyler just says it's it's it was it's pulling from the same well as a handful of those bands. Right. Um, all right. You want to roll the dice and see what's up next? All right. Let's do that. I hope I don't mispronounce anything. Well, I'll let you know. Yeah, I'm sure you fucking uh, will. Eight. <laughs> okay. Eight is, uh, so this is the, uh, the Chinese black metal band, Vengeful Spectre. Okay. The band, band camp is vengefulspectre.bandcamp.com. Um, so yeah, these are, they are, a, a Chinese black metal band, and that is literally all I know about them. I wasn't given any sort of reference points um, for the sound or anything like that. Um, Nate did recommend a couple songs. I think he recommended either The Expendables or Rainy Night Carnage. Um, the Expendables is the first track on here, and that's what's queued up to play. So I guess we'll just go with that. Okay, it's so, it's, it's we're we're in. We got some long ass songs tonight. We do indeed. So, uh, all right. So we're going to listen to The Expendables by Vengeful Spectre off of their self-titled release.
Okay, we just heard the song The Expendables by the band Vengeful Spirit off of their self-titled release. Nate, what'd you think about that? Um, so that's typically not newer, like highly polished melodic black metal. This tiptoed up to some melodic lines, if not just out and right cross them. Yep. Um, like big production black metal is typically not my thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1999, it sure was, you know, 98. Demu Borgir, sure, the fucking first Demu Borgir record. I like that a lot. Right. Um, I'll always bite for fucking, to this day, of course, I'm going to bite on Emperor um, sure. every time. And But I think I've said before, I like black metal that is weirder and more off-putting and just a little, I don't know, less, less polished, more mm-hmm. filthy. But I yep. will say that was way better than what I was expecting. For sure. Um, so that was pretty fucking solid. I'm, I'm not going to turn that off if that comes on. Um, I would probably even say, who the fuck is this? And go look at it. You know what I mean? Right. It was a little too, <clears throat> it was a little too straightforward. I thought, mm-hmm. um, for that song, like I was reading about this band while we were listening to it and hoping, hopefully trying to find pictures of them. Right. And, uh, I couldn't find much. I did find a picture of somebody in like a conical, like woven hat. In what appears to be traditional Chinese garb playing a guitar, which I give props to that because, you know, despite its birthplace, like if you're playing black metal in, uh, you know, in a different part of the world with an entirely different culture, you should probably like, you know, adopt those aspects of your culture, I think, into the music Um, instead of just cosplaying as like, you know, face painted, you know, Norwegian forest barbarians you know but they're really just you know crybaby little kids um so i'm into that i like that a lot i i i guess some of their other tracks in this album too incorporate more of the traditional chinese music Mm -hmm. like instruments in it which i would have been more interested in hearing um but uh yeah i i gotta say that's this is a solid b for me um this was better than i thought and i think maybe because this is probably just my own like prejudice coming out on this but like when i see a black metal band that is not from a part of the world that i typically associate with black metal mm-hmm. and i see a high production value on the art and that sort of thing right. yeah, yeah there's something very fucking off about it right for sure like yeah. it, it's like trying too hard to be a commercial success right right and yeah. um i'm not gonna say that these guys aren't trying to do that i mean they obviously put a fucking lot of shine on this um, but I didn't think it was, it, it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't turn me off. Like it didn't, it didn't cross a line of being weirdly hokey and false. Mm-hmm. Um, that sometimes that stuff sort of does for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like this. I don't have a, I don't have a ton to say about like the, 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 the um, the, the, the song, the style besides, besides like this isn't typically normally the type of black metal that I listen to. And if I do listen to like high production black metal, it's, you know, like something like really weird, you know, not really weird, but you know, that has a lot of like weird elements in it that give sure. it a lot more menace, like um, funeral mist or, you know, death spell or something like that. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, or yeah, death spell, something, something right. Like this, that, this that is more, this was more like on that line of like, I mean, the vocals I could see getting really grating after, you know, a half an hour. Um, right. There wasn't a lot of variety in the vocals. Um, 
in in one and on, on one place like you're not going to get a lot of variety in the vocals if you listen to like you know mayhem records and shit like that too um sure it's part of the aesthetic right we've said before is to make it unlistenable but everything else about this record is to make it a listenable aggressive metal record yeah um you know not not something that like sticks in your side like a fucking rusty old nail sure um, so yeah, I, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of confused by this because I normally don't like shit like this. I want to like this more than I do, but I still kind of like it enough. And um, I want to hear more, but I'm hoping that what I hear isn't just more of this, you know, basically straightforward, immortal cradle of filth sort of thing going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I liked I'm, this well enough too. You I know? mean, I like Immortal. I don't like Cradle of Filth, but right. I want to hear, I, I I hope that they live up, you know, that, that there is more of the um, like cultural sort of like traditional instrument instrumentation and stuff in it. For sure. I think that would definitely make this more interesting than what we just heard. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was definitely undeniably solid, very good at what it's aiming to, to be. It's the kind of metal that straddles the line between black metal and like Melodeth stuff like the dna of that shit is certainly in this i was just having a discussion earlier today actually um with a friend giving him some recommendations on like early Melodeth stuff at the gates in flames dark tranquility that type of shit and then in the course of that conversation um the band dawn came up there's definitely the DNA of a band like Dawn in this for sure, especially in like the more triumphant melodic blasty riffs in this. Um, and then ob the, all of the obvious reference point that points that you already mentioned, like Emperor and shit like that. Um, typically this is not really my lane either. I like either sort of like really grimy lo-fi off-putting black metal or stuff that veers more into the atmospheric realm like Alcest and Life Lover and shit like that um, and then not a whole lot of newer shit that kind of falls in this particular lane of melodic black metal but uh, this was undeniably good for sure and yeah I would not turn this off if it came on but I probably wouldn't necessarily seek it out either the little flourishes of traditional instrumentation that they incorporated in that track really perked my ears up and I was wishing that there was a lot more of that in the songs. So I'm with you in the sense that like, I hope that the rest of this release incorporates them more prominently. Uh, Cause I just think that that would do a lot to sort of help this break from the mold of just straight ahead, melodic black metal stuff that isn't really my go-to. Um, but I got nothing bad to say about this. I mean, if this is your shit, then this is your shit. This is definitely good. The production value is high. Uh, the songs are well-written. They didn't really overstay their welcome. They used the six and a half minutes pretty fucking well. You know, I got nothing bad to say about it. It was definitely good, just not the kind of stuff that I would uh, typically seek out, but not mad at it at all. Yeah, you know, and, and, and talking about, like, the traditional instrumentation, it's funny because basically what we're saying is we want to hear, like, Chinese banjos in the black metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are, aren't we? But I have zero fucking interest in hearing like Western banjos in your fucking black metal. I have zero, honestly, I generally have zero interest in folk music, full stop, right? So you don't, you don't, you're telling me you don't want to listen to Panopticon? Full stop. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, I'm not interested in your fucking grandpa's guitars in uh, my heavy metal, but right. for this, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind hearing more of it. I like, I, I really like the fact that, you know, 
they're basically, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, well, we were over here in China fuck, fucking fighting each other with swords and armor on uh, while you guys over in Norway were fucking eating ticks off a of polar bear's ass and living in a fucking igloo. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. well, that's that's uh, that's that's derisive of igloos and the people that uh, utilize them. But uh, yeah, know. it sure is. I'm glad you called yourself out before I had the opportunity to do so because I was about to pounce on you like a fucking tiger waiting for its prey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While you guys were living in, uh, you know, your fucking caves. <laughs> Long houses, maybe. I don't. I don't know what the, the Vikings. Did. Vikings were basically fucking homeless wimps. That's why they <laughs> went everywhere, right? That's why they went everywhere. They have fine. They had to find fucking homes, right? It was cold. Uh, it was cold up where they're from. They got to go to fucking Ireland and uh, find some good, some good Irish uh, buildings to live in. They got <laughs> tired of being homeless up in up in Scandinavia. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but all right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that that's entirely accurate. Okay. Um, is that the whole reason that the Vikings left was because they couldn't? It was fucking homeless bums up in uh, up in Scandinavia. Okay. All right. So uh, you know, yeah, it's pretty good. I like this just fine. Um, I'll probably check out the rest of it, even though this isn't typically what I'm into when it comes to black metal. Yeah, for sure. Same. Um, all right, let's roll, let's roll that dice. All right. See, now you're waiting for me to fuck up so that you can jump on me. You got right. Because I called you out on mispronouncing a couple words. Maybe I should purposely mispronounce a couple words and just uh, to even the score a little bit. For no, me. I'll I'll see you right through that ruse. Oh, it we'll see. Be, it maybe needs- I'll I'll set those up like a little t ball for you. <laughs> no, it needs to be. You need, it needs to happen honestly, or else I'll know. It won't be the same. It's okay. like throwing a chess game. Like I'll know. Okay. This is uh this is a uh, six. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six is home invasion. So uh, your resubmission worked. There you go, buddy. Nick Torres, we're going to listen to your band. Uh, so the band camp is home invasion, chai, chi.bandcamp.com. Demo 2020, as I mentioned, I guess, uh, according to Nick, they've been a band for uh, for a couple of years, but just now got around to recording a demo, which strikes me as strange. I'm not going to lie. Um, it, if you've been playing shows for two years and haven't recorded a demo, um, something tells me you got your priorities mixed up. You, a, a lot of bands I'm in recorded demo before we ever even play a single show. Um, but Hey, who am I to judge? Right. I'm just, somebody they're trying, they're trying to build up that, that consumer base before they hit them. Right. They're, they're trying to make sure they got enough people out there to buy the 25 copies of their cassette demo. They're gauging um, the market before they introduce the product. Yeah. Two years of hardcore market research went into the making of this demo. That's right. Um, so we'll skip the intro and just go uh, right into the, oh, actually, you know what? They have a, they have an eponymous track. So our, you know, our hard and fast rule, if you got the eponymous track, we listen to that. So sure, we're going to listen to Home Invasion by Home Invasion off of their demo 2020. Oh! 
right, we just heard the song Home Invasion by the band Home Invasion off of their demo 2020. Um, so while I don't have terrible things to say about this, I will just go ahead and, and get it out of the way up top that, you know, with a two-year wait for the demo, um, I was expecting a little bit more. Now, I haven't been waiting for two years personally. I've been waiting for two weeks. Um, but that said, knowing that there was a two-year run-up to this demo where you guys have been presumably writing and playing songs together with some frequency. Um, I did expect a little bit more from this. Uh, typically I give a lot of leeway to a demo just because it is an early incarnation of a band, literally as the name implies, demonstrating what they intend to do moving forward. It is a statement of purpose. It's a proof of concept. With this, the concept is more or less proven, right, for for the last two years. So I would expect something a little bit better than this. This isn't terrible. Uh, it's, it's definitely doing the kind of classic Boston hardcore stuff that straddles the line between hardcore and oi, like Slapshot and Chokes Other Bands, Negative Effects, Last Rites, that kind of stuff. It's clearly clearly influenced by that, and it does an okay job of it, um, but it doesn't do a great job of standing out amongst the pack of really, really good sort of traditional U.S. hardcore-inspired bands that are out right now. There are a ton, and there are a ton that are really, really good. Uh, the music was pretty solid and recorded pretty well. The vocals felt like they sat really awkwardly in the mix. You doubled the vocals, which I'm typically a fan of, but I don't think it worked very well here. And I didn't think the vocals in general were super strong. Um, if they were mixed a little bit better, not just like dry and plopped on the top and mixed right down the middle. Um, I think it would have sounded better. So I don't have a ton of bad shit to say about this. It just wasn't great. And if you guys have been a two band, a band for two years, you know, I would expect the first release to, to be great. Otherwise, I guess just it, it just implies that you've reached the limits of your capabilities um, already, and those capabilities are not super far reaching. You know what I mean? Which is totally fine. Not every band is going to be the sickest fucking band out, and this doesn't suck. But it, you know, it's not incredible either. I probably won't remember this. Um, that's that's where I sit with this. It's not not bad, but it's not great. Yeah, um, this sounded like a throwaway punk track. Um, that's going to be on like the extended reissue of the ProBot record. <laughs> right? Damn, that's a little that's a little harsher than I went on it, but yeah, you're not you're not totally wrong about that. I mean, you know, it's like they had Lemmy in the studio, um, and make no mistake, that guy sounded just like fucking Lemmy. Um, yeah, well, not just like, but yeah, he was aping Lemmy for sure. Yeah, like they had Lemmy in the studio, and they're like, hey, hey, Lem, before you go, um, you know, you wanna you wanna you want to uh, record this song real quick, my friend Lemmy? Um, you know, because you're my friend, Lemmy, right? Like <laughs> Dave Grohl never misses a chance to talk about Lemmy. Um, like he's his sweetest, dearest old friend. <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. And uh, that's what this sounded like. This just sounded like a fucking, you know, uh, extended extended edition ProBot song um, with uh, Lemmy on vocals. Um, it was fine. You know, this was... <laughs> I don't know how old anybody in this band is. Yeah, me neither. Um, but this this sounded like old guys not playing old guy hardcore, but playing like bar hardcore. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I don't think that they were I, I don't think they were intending to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think no. that they were, were definitely going for like the Boston hardcore thing. In my yeah, mind. I know. I know. But like, it just sounds like, you know, it just sounds like a bunch of guys that you would never see this band. I'm not talking about Home Invasion, this hypothetical band that I'm talking about. Um We'll call them the Growlers. You would never see the you would never see the Growlers play like a basement show or play sure. like you know a show you know with like other relevant hardcore bands or, or current hardcore bands that like anybody gives a shit about. Right. Instead, they would be playing like you know some dive bar as you know opening up for you know I don't I don't fucking know La Armada coming through. Right, right, right. And they're right. playing your dive bar, right? For sure. Yep. That's kind of what it sounded like to me. And it was fine. Like at that La Armada show at the bar, um, maybe the reason I'm there is because a friend of mine is in one of the bands and they're playing too. And I'll check them out and then I'll go stand outside away from the bar. I'm not going to watch any of the bands. But then I'll hear this band. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And I'll go check them out. And, uh, you know, it'll be fine. Um, but it wasn't like, it didn't stand out. It didn't, it didn't grab me. It was just, um, I guess the word is dry all around. Not only were the vocals dry and sitting on top of everything, but everything about it was just dry to me. Yeah, for sure. It just, uh, yeah, the, the delivery just was not, was not there. The songwriting was just okay. And like, I think for hardcore of this incredibly simple variety to really pop, the delivery has to be fucking dialed in. Then that extends to the production and, you know, the sort of the, the hard to quantify little flares in the music that you, that you can just sense, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the literally the difference between this and like us kind of shitting on this, but not, I mean, yeah, I guess we are shitting on it. Right. Um, yeah. At least I, I certainly was. Um, like being rather ambivalent about this and liking it is literally like guitar tone sure. or speed the tempo up just a little bit. Right. Right. Um, th you know, throw in a fucking floor tom part. Right. Right. Um, it's literally there, there's, it's not that far off, but it's just not quite there. Right. And, but that's the thing is like, it's not that far off. It's just not quite there. That's something that I would feel a lot less strongly about if this were a demo from a brand new band. But like I said, it's a demo from a band who's been around for a couple of years, according to Nick Torres from the band who set this in. Um, so, so that's why I'm a little bit, I'm going a little bit more hard on it than maybe I typically would for a demo, you know? I don't know. And, and uh, like I said, like, like you admitted, you, um, you uh, basically jumped the gun on the gen pop record. Uh -huh. um, you know, and we, we jump the gun every week cause we only listen to one song and if we don't like it, I'm never coming back. <laughs> right. Um, you know, like, fuck you. I don't care how hard you worked on this. I don't give a shit what the rest of your songs sound like. That song we listened to sucks. So fuck you. <laughs> um, you know, but you know, Hey, check it out. Right. Check out the rest of them. Listen to exterminate. It's 49 seconds long. Well, how, how can you go wrong with 49 seconds? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, the least you can do is is check out the rest of the demo, right? Um, which is probably asking more than I'm actually going to do. <laughs> but 
I'm gonna I'm gonna nonetheless ask our listeners to do it. Um, if you liked that even a little bit, listen to the rest of the demo. Give them a fair shake, like uh, Nate and I almost certainly aren't gonna do. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Let's get on to the next one. All right, roll the dice. Uh, three. Okay, three is friction. This is this one I wasn't excited about per se you know what i mean but it's this is one that kind of sat right in the middle uh of of my interest level where it could could be good could not be good at all could just be kind of okay um this is on homieshitmag.bandcamp.com homie shit magazine uh presumably is a zine slash label based out of toronto um this is their demo 2019 like i said it comes in technically just past the cutoff but i'm giving some leeway because it was submitted before the cutoff um so this came out in november of last year i don't know if this band has done anything since then um considering this is the submission that got sent our way i'm gonna assume not um it's just a four song cassette demo and uh they got the first song queued up to play so let's uh Uh, but it's so much shorter than the other songs well, it's not so much shorter than the other songs. The next oh. song is the minute five. Yeah, it's like it's like a third the length of the third song. Yeah, and I, each song is sort of like it just one, like exponentially one fifth the length. Yeah, right, you know, it, you got forty two seconds, then a minute five, then two twenty one, then three thirty one. So like it's just it's getting a little bit longer with each one. I, I feel like we should at least give the minute five one a run and not kick it. I feel like kick it is going to be like an intro track where they're telling you to kick it. Right. Yeah. Sure. For the next true. six minutes of music that they're about to throw your way. Yeah, that could be true. Um, um, I mean, we could listen to "Kick It" into the second track. Okay, let's do that. We listen to two songs, and that's still shorter than the third song and the fourth song. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All um, right, so we're gonna listen to "Kick It" and "Bad Dogs Bite" by Friction off of their demo 2019.
All right, so we just listened to Kick It Into Bad Dog's Bite by the band Friction off of their demo 2019. As we guessed, Kick It was indeed a uh, an intro that was beseeching us to kick it to their bad riff, uh, badass riff, I mean. Um, and then it went into Bad Dog's Bite, which uh, slowed down the tempo a little bit and gave us a little bit of that New York hardcore bounce we all love. Only it did it in a way that um, didn't make me want to jump the fuck up. It made me want to sit the fuck down. This was, you know, not a particularly compelling um, iteration of this style of music. It's a style that I certainly like when it's done well. The band, a, a modern band that comes to mind that that did this really well in a similar, similarly amateurish way, but in a way that just like, to me, really got the essence of that late 80s hardcore, uh, New York hardcore that stuff like this is biting, was uh, By All Means from the Pacific Northwest. I really, really liked that By All Means demo. I'll still go back and revisit it sometimes. It's, it's really good. And I think, like I said, it really captured the essence of that sort of like 87 to 89 era of New York hardcore bands, uh, bands like Outburst and and breakdown and shit like this. This is definitely in that same lineage, but it just it just doesn't do a convincing job of it for me. And to me, this is definitely maybe pulling on more, pulling from more modern bands that were influenced by those bands, as opposed to pulling from those core original New York hardcore bands. And I could be wrong about that, but that's just how it translates. Um, so you know, I don't have like horrible shit to say about this. It just wasn't particularly good. The only highlight to me was that I think in Bad Dog's Bite, I heard somebody make kind of a chomping sound <laughs> after he delivered the line Bad Dog's Bite the first time. I feel like I heard like a hump, um, <laughs> which was like a really, a really nice effect. Um, but, but beyond that, just nothing about this stuck out. You know what I mean? I'm sure, I'm sure, um, the, the homies in question at homie shit mag go off for these guys. They're probably all friends and I'm sure the crew of, you know, 15, 20 friends that sees this band every time they play totally owns the pit, bro. Um, and I'm sure the live shows are, are fun and there's sing-alongs and pylons and whatnot. And that's cool, but like I'm not in this scene. I'm not friends with these guys, so I'm not gonna remember this. That's that's where I stand with this. Uh, yeah, I, I think that I agree. This would be fun to see live, um, but I don't really listen to very much. So I don't listen to very much hardcore that sounds like this. Period. And I do feel that this was a more modern. This was pulling from modern bands instead of you know the progenitors of something like this. Sure. Um, this is not my preferred style of hardcore. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've made that clear over the past year. Right. Um, but I don't listen to enough of this to like compare it to any other modern bands and uh, to really have strong feelings one way or another about it. Like it's fine to me. Um, I felt like, so I was kind of laughing because I don't I don't know why, but as soon as they started coming in with that bad dog's bite, um, and they slowed the tempo down tempo down a lot, mm -hmm. I uh, immediately got spandex and normandy stuck in my head. <laughs> what you don't know just for no particular well, reason. So so when they in the MOD song spandex and normandy, there's yeah. like that slow stompy part, right? Yeah, sure. Um, and that's just what it reminded me of, I guess. Um, well, I, started, I, mean, I started singing spandex enormity to myself. They, they, they could do worse than to evoke MOD, you know? Yeah. I mean, they probably could. I mean, MOD's not, uh, uh I would say, um, um, 
Well, liking MOD is probably like referencing igloos derisively <laughs> in, in an episode of a podcast. Yeah, it right? probably is something like now, that. Now, huh? make no mistake, igloos are fucking dope. I just don't know what Scandinavian cavemen live in, right? Right. All right. So, um, but yeah, like I just immediately got Spandex and Normandy stuck in my head when that slow part came in. Not because this song sounded like Spandex and Normandy per se. Um, but uh, yeah, I... I don't think I hated this as much as you because I don't have as strong of feelings about this style of hardcore as you do, period. Um, right. I thought this was fine. I would like to see this live. Um, and uh, yeah, I can see why kids like this a lot too. Um, it's fun. Sure. It's, it's, it's fun. It's stupid, right? Right. It's like, it's, it's, it's stupid in a, in a very unchallenging, like um, goofy macho way that, yeah you know, is part and parcel with hardcore in general. Um, sure. So, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, 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 I get, you know, I, it says that that tape is in the second pressing and sold out. Yeah, I bet it did. I bet you, you know, they only did like 25 of them anyway the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I bet you that kids probably snapped these up pretty quick, especially kids in the area of Tor- wherever these, this band is from Toronto. Yeah. Because, uh, if this band is a if this band were a hardcore band in Fort Wayne, you'd be stoked. Sure, yeah, absolutely, and and I mean to to be clear, you said I hated it. I definitely didn't hate this. I was just ambivalent to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's fine. I I liked it. I would like to see it live. I don't think that I could see you probably like you know sitting on the stairs or getting ready to climb the stairs at a show, but I'd probably still be watching. If nothing else, and to watch the fucking you know the meatheads that are uh, and the idiots that are goofing to them. Sure. Uh, one thing that I would be remiss if I didn't mention that, the, you know, it doesn't reflect upon the band at, at all, but we have something that is, <laughs> well, we have something that immediately places homie shit magazine in the crosshairs and makes oh. them very suspect. Okay. And that is the their newest release on their label, which I'm not sure if we have this in the queue or not, or if somebody just brought this up in the Facebook group, but I know I've been made aware of this before. And that's their August 2020 release by the band Flashback, North American New Metal. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. It looks like a boy band. The fucking, the fucking artwork looks like uh, some kind of boy band. Yeah, it really, really does. It's got, it's got like uh, a Billy Corgan looking fool in the back. <laughs> it's, yeah. well, it's actually got, it's actually got both versions of Billy Corgan. It's got bald get B- Billy Corgan, and it's got Gish era Billy Corgan with hair right next to him. Yeah, yeah. And it's got some eyeliner clad motherfucker in a jersey. And then, yeah, this is, I know I've been made aware of this before. Like I said, this was either in the queue or somebody mentioned in the Facebook group or something. I I, I know that I have been made aware of the fact that this exists. And now that I know that homie shit mag put this out, um, it it makes me view their entire operation with a heightened degree of suspicion for sure. Dude, dude, now I want to hear this. Fuck this <laughs> friction band. Yeah, I know. I want to hear I want to hear flashback with North American new metal. Like my fucking interest is peaked. Yeah, it really is. Like I can't, you know. Oh man, click on the link for the for the tape. Uh for the North American new metal tape? Yeah, which is two songs. Yo, I ain't fucking buying that. It's like a single, bro. I, no, fuck <laughs> off. 
<laughs> You're not going to buy a new metal single in the year of 2020? Literally the only single I, I, I have ever owned. Um, and the reason I bought it was because I was 12 years old and thought it was the actual entire tape. Um, was The Razor's Edge and Money Talks by ACDC. <laughs> Hell yeah. So we're back on ACDC. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, back full circle to ACDC. And uh, I, I bought that and and I put it into, you know, because I would listen to tapes on my Walkman while I delivered papers in the morning. And uh, I bought that and put it in and was heartily disappointed to learn that I had only purchased two songs off of the entire album. But uh, I did enjoy that single. But I have not owned one since. Why in the world would I, right? I mean, I am loath to purchase a four-song demo on tape, and I will. But I sure as shit ain't purchasing two songs on tape. Yeah. But uh-huh. look at this picture, dude. Look at the picture that comes with the cassette. Uh-huh. Like, they got like the, the – everybody seems to think that everything was like in like um, LCD grids in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, well, I think they're I think they're definitely going for like a turn of the century vibe with this. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. I don't remember LCD grids at the turn of the century. I do remember them in the 80s. I do remember Max Headroom and I remember shit like that. And that's what it looks like it's going for. So it looks like it's confused on its era. But then when you look at the drawing of the uh, little freak on a leash chewing bubblegum. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was well, that's definitely 1999 to 2002. For sure. Um, for sure. But look at the picture of those guys. I swear to God, it just, aside from the bald guy, right? Because yeah. they're not putting a bald guy in a fucking um, boy band. Yeah, aside my kind the, is underrepresented for sure. Yeah, aside from the bald guy, like, it just looks like some fucking boy band. 100%, yeah. Even the, like the text... Even like the type, the typeface and everything about it looks like a boy band record. Yeah, it really it, does. I mean, it does. The artwork does look like a single, but it looks like it would be like um, a Len single or something. It doesn't. <laughs> yes, it, it, yes, Len. Exactly. Right. Every, yeah. You know, man, I got to hear that one Len song. What are the yeah. other songs? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> but there's that one Len song, right? Yes, yeah, Feel My Sunshine. <laughs> and right. uh, like it does. It, it looks like. It looks like a fake prop from a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like they needed a single for a for a scene, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Like, hey, cool. check out my check out my 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 band's new tape. Oh, what do you play? Well, we play um, new metal boy <laughs> band music. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna listen to this before I edit the episode. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. Friction was fine. I guess I liked him better than you, but I don't really give a shit about that hardcore as much as that kind of hardcore as much as you. Right. And, um, uh, and I, and, uh, apparently I, um, am problematic. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's, that's brand new news to everybody. <laughs> and Demol, Demolition podcast has some, has some problematic language that we occasionally incorporate. Wow. What a yeah. Shot. Yeah. And, uh, God, I can't stop looking at these fuckers. <laughs> Holy know. shit. I can't stop I looking at these fuckers. Look like this has to be a fucking joke. There's no way it's not a fucking joke. Like, so on one, on, we're talking about a visual medium on an, you know, on a podcast, so it doesn't really work, right? But yeah. um, everybody can follow along at home if they yeah, want you to. Got the fucking internet, right? Go look at it. Go to homieshitmag.com and click on flashback. Yeah. So, like the bald guy, right? Uh-huh. Um, 
that is a clean shaven pate on him. For sure. Uh, that is a pain in the ass. Yeah, I know. It sucks. I hate it. I have to do it every fucking week. I've done it. It sucks. It's, uh, it's, it's awful. Right. I mean, like that's like razor on the fucking scalp. Right. Indeed. And then the dude next to him that looks like haired Billy Corgan. But then the dude next to him with the tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it looks like he's like sneering at you with eyeliner and and on and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there's just like the dude in the low. Well, well, um, there's a, uh, there's someone in the back, uh, yeah, so there's there's like five dudes and then a female in the band, and uh, she just looks like she stepped out of the fucking Matrix. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right, right. Yeah. Like she looks like she's about to lay down some heavy cover fire with the fifty Beowulf, <laughs> so that you can get away from uh, you know these creepy ass fucking robots that are coming to get you and put yeah. you back in the fucking slime hole. <laughs> and then there's uh. There's this dude that just looks like somebody's older brother, you know, the guy, the guy with the chain. Yeah. He looks like Clarissa's older brother. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, just somebody who would be like the older brother or like a kind of like minor bully in a nineties show. Yeah. 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 And you're like, why are people afraid of that fucking nerd? Like look at him. Right. And then you got, you got the heartthrob and he's sensitive and he's all curled up. What's the matter, bro? Nothing, bro. My girl just left me, bro. <laughs> yeah, and he's got the fly ass Air Max nineties on his feet too. Yeah. So the dude on the far right looks like he got lost on his way to an eighteen visions promo shoot. Yes, he does. And he, he didn't quite get the memo about what to wear. He's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is this is black with some white stripes on it. I think that's right. He's like, well, he's like the freak of of the of the group. You know what I mean? Like he wears headphones on stage or something. He has like a shtick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's probably because he's the bassist and he would be forgotten about otherwise. So he's got to like, he's got to add something like he wears a, a crazy mask or something. You know? Dude, bald Billy Corgan. I can't <laughs> believe him. He looks like a little gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we we, we got to move on from Flashback because we haven't even listened to their music. They weren't even in the fucking queue. <laughs> We spent more time on them than we have any other band on this entire episode so far. <laughs> I wanted to get through at least one more before we pivot to voicemails because we've only gotten through four bands. And we're, <laughs> let's, we're let's, already an hour and a half in. So let's listen to fucking flashback. Let's break protocol. <laughs> okay, fuck yeah. I'm down for that. I'm glad you suggested it. That's one of those things where it's like, I'm just kidding unless unless you're into it. Because I wanted to suggest it, but I was like, ah, I don't know. You know, I don't wanna I don't wanna rock the boat too much here. But let's just fucking do it. Let's do it. It's our show. We'll do whatever the fuck we want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, for sure. So let's just we'll listen to just the first track that they have queued up then. So we're we're gonna do a, a demo listen first and listen to Cradle of Humanity by flashback off of their North American new metal tape. Just one. 
right, so we just heard Cradle of Humanity by flashback off of their North American New Metal single. Man, that... I So, <laughs> for the first half of the song, I was a little bit disappointed in just how it wasn't quite reaching, like the depths of new metal right it like it, 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 it there was a new metal vibe i mean it was definitely jump the fuck up but it was jump the fuck up almost in the way that like later era like Snapcase was or something where it was just kind of like it was like bordering on like modern rock turn of the century modern rock but there was definitely still like clear hardcore influence there but then it took a hard right turn around the two minute mark where they broke it down and incorporated the clean vocals the rapping the fucking djing the computer sounds all the shit that i wanted throughout the whole song it really kicked it into that fucking oh my god yeah that that i was ecstatic when that part came in because i was like this is the they, it's delivering on the promise of the title this is north american new metal this is this is um you know the the sons and daughters of spine shank um <laughs> this was <laughs> unfucking real i can't believe that young people purposely came together and with the mission statement at the onset to create music that sounds like this. And then they went through with it, recorded it and released it on a physical format. And I got to say, homie shit mag. I don't care if these are your good friends. Um, it's just you, you should feel really ashamed of yourselves for assisting them in putting this out into the world and also having the audacity to claim some sort of association with the hardcore scene. Because as I've said before, if you if you like new metal and that's your shit, that's fine. Do your thing, have a good time. But the minute that it it even attempts to cross over with hardcore or claim some degree of legitimacy as like an art form or a for or a, or, a, or a musical art form and coexist in the same spaces with hardcore it is absolutely laughable no fucking way this is <laughs> this is a fucking joke if this is a, just a fully realized like really well planned out practical joke then huge props to the members of flashback very sick if this is in earnest i hope to christ this is a really brief phase that you guys are going through and you write yourselves and get back on track and do something better moving forward because the fact that you have enough talent to put together something that is this convincing a pastiche of a genre that is absolute dog shit um i mean it's a testament to your musical abilities but god are they ever wasted um on new metal. This this absolutely has to be a joke. Now, I say that because I would believe that this is real if this band were in Fort Wayne. For sure, yeah. Right, because and, and any any and any like small to mid-sized city in the Midwest um just because yo, this shit would fucking bring them in in Fort yes, Wayne. Sure would. Right? This this shit would bring them in. And, but looking at the pictures of everybody, like, you know, the dude, I can't get, I, I, I honestly can't get over Herman Munster on the fucking right. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking, you know, Herman Munster. Um, and then, you know, Trinity on the left, there's no fucking way that that's not like, like 
it's too on the fucking nose, right? Yeah, you would think so. There's there I'm I'm just doing some like independent research here and there is a there's a no echo article about them uh from August of this year. Flashback Canadian band proudly waves new metal flag on new release. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, you know, if 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 I were 20, right? And yeah. or whatever, the, you know, we'll say if I were 20 years younger, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I don't know, 1999. And I decided to start to a fucking letter, right? Yeah. In, in, in the way that we dress, in the music that we play, and all that sort of stuff. To the fucking letter. A Crosby, Stills, and Nash ripoff. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like playing almost the exact same shit, right? Right. Um. And somebody started like showing me attention for it. I'd be like, well, yeah, this is fucking real. You know, That's, you know, like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 even if it was just for a joke, right. right. Um, I would certainly fucking ride it if, you know, suddenly somebody started paying attention. I don't know. There's just, there's shit about this interview that just reads as very authentic. Flashback started with the intention of being a, because this is from Nathan, who's in the band. Flashback started with the intention of being a prong slash leeway style hardcore band, but we quickly realized our shared interest in new metal and took a sharp turn into new metal revival. And says things like musically Deftones, Linkin Park, and other 90s, 2000s alternative bands are the the influence. He said, we're heavily focused on the feeling of being a snot-nosed kid in 2004. Corn on the stereo, Resident Evil in the disc drive, middle fingers up to your dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm still not sold that this isn't a fucking joke. But it, it is... It is... Um, it's... It's almost a carbon copy, you know what I mean, of of shit that you could hear on the radio in 2002. Totally. Um, but like, uh, it's 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 done in such a way that like it would it would blend in perfectly, and you would think it was like Lincoln Park or something like that. Right. But at the same time, it seems like it's fake for a movie. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel real. Look at the art. You can't look at that fucking artwork and tell me that, oh yeah, that's, that's what we're all about. <laughs> you can't fucking look at that. That, it, that, that art is, is adult swim level shitty and like, and ironic. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's what this feels to me is that this is just, this is a joke, but they're running with it because some people are paying attention to it, right? Um, that's possible. That that's 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 the only way I can feel it, you know. And if it's not, well, congratulations, because like middle fingers to your dad while he's there rocking out at your fucking show, because um, apparently this type of music is now like every twenty years or so. It takes like twenty years for the wheel to turn. You know what I mean? Um, so like. Hey, you and you and your folks have something you can agree on, shitty new metal music, because this is gonna bring in the fucking forty-year-old moms and dads that want to go back to the good old days of uh, you know, fucking kid rock and, and uh hang out with their kids at the same time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Like, um, like, like it literally is. I, that's what I was thinking. Like I mentioned Crosby, Stills and Nash. Like if, if I decided in my early twenties or late teens to like, even to the point that I try to grow like, you know, David Crosby hair <laughs> and mustache and shit. And was like, Hey mom, check out our new band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. It, it's, 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 uh, it's basically the exact same thing. It's just, it's, it's totally just, uh, it's, it's, it's an echo. It's an echo of an era. And, uh, as you use the word pastiche, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. There's a video for the second song here, born again, um, which I'm going to check out the minute that we stop recording. Dude, um, look at the fucking shirt. Yeah, no, I checked it out already. It's incredible. I, I can't that that is such a shitty fucking logo. Both both uh flashback and their their artwork there. I mean, who knows what the fuck that is? Is that a fucking is that a vinyl sign company? Can they do signs for any event? You know what I mean? What the fuck is that, right? That's what it looks like. It looks like a logo for a vinyl sign company or maybe um you know, I, I, I apparently a new metal band, or um, maybe even like some weirdo fast food joint. You know, that has like five fucking franchises somewhere in uh, uh, Saskatchewan. Yeah, maybe. And then homie shit mag on the back. That's a shitty logo too. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> With the like the. Start out eye in the yeah, shit. Yeah, like like you don't you don't wear that shirt if you that that you know I get it I get it I, you know irony I own plenty of things ironically but like you don't wear that shirt because you think it's cool you wear right. it for the exact opposite reason yes for sure and I, that's what I think about this band too like you don't like this band because you think it's cool they're not playing in this because they think it's cool it's 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 total fucking it's it's just a you know it's an exercise in irony. That it, that very well might be the case, and if and if so, you know, good on you guys because you just <laughs> dominated the better part of a show that you weren't even supposed to be featured in. So I mean, mission accomplished. We just big up to you, whether or not we meant to or not. <laughs> so <laughs> Yo, there you and, go. And, and like when I was bouncing around when this sort of shit was genuinely popular at bars, sixty six that two thirds of the bands that came through. This is what they what they were trying to sound like, and you guys sound better than any of them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's for sure. I mean, this the, if this were if this were around in two thousand two, it would be on the radio. I'll, I'll give you that much. So you've you've done a convincing job for sure. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> flashback has monopolized so much of our time, and I don't think we're going to have time to tackle voicemails today. We only got four, but uh, we've already been recording for almost two hours. I still got to edit and upload this bitch tonight. So, uh, so we'll just save voicemails for next time. Um, as, uh, as long as you're cool with that. Yeah, that's fine. This is a shitty episode. The bands were okay. You know right. what I mean? Like, like I, 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 combat I liked, um, but, um, now I just want to listen to Bolt Thrower. Right. Um, you know, Vengeful Spectre was surprisingly better than I thought it was going to be. Um. But now I just want to listen to Emperor, right? Um, you know, and uh, you know what? What the fuck with Friction? Friction were fine, um, but now I just want to listen to fucking racist New York crossover shit. 
He's specifically the racist variety. Well, you know, MOD is, you know, come on. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, MO, oh yeah. If you're talking about MOD specifically, yes. <laughs> Confirmed racist. That's why I said it's problematic, right? Spandex yeah. Normandy itself is a song whose lyrics just won't fly in today's, uh, in today's world. And, um, you know, Club and Seals ain't going nowhere. Um, to, to, to be fair, it didn't even fly in in that day's world because there were plenty of bands that had songs specifically about like stabbing Billy Milano to death and shit. Well, yeah, you know, he's a prick. I mean, I, I don't know him for sure, but you know, if uh, everyone you encounter is an asshole, it's probably you. Yes. Um. So I guess on that note, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. I'll just do the normal housekeeping stuff. As I mentioned, shirts are finally going out. I got all the orders packed up, so they'll ship this week along with some extra goodies for Patreon uh, subscribers. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash podcast. We should be recording some new uh, new material this week since Nate's got some time off. And uh, we just put up a new episode a little bit ago. Uh, I did a playlist to accompany it that it is up there. Even if you're not a Patreon subscriber, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast, and all of the uh, playlists that we do are available for free. Um, if you want to submit music to us, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it is a year or less, uh, a year or less old. And, uh, if you want to call in, it's two, six, zero, two, 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 eight, three, four, one. Sorry that we didn't get around to your calls this week, but, uh, you know, flashback, like I said, they just monopolized too much of our time. Um, if you, uh, like what you hear, rate and review on iTunes, whatever your podcatcher of choice is, et cetera, et cetera. Tell your homies. That's all I got to say this week. Nate, you got any uh, parting thoughts? Nope, I got nothing. All right, we'll holler at you next time.